this month we're talking all about problems. Pastor Bill's lesson is titled, Who's Got the Monkey? I hope that you're intrigued and ready to go. Let's see what he has to say. Uh, as he mentioned, the title today is Who's Got the Monkey? Now, that is not an original title. That's a title from a time management uh, Harvard Business Review did uh, an article on time management one time of leaders. And, um, and there were two guys, William Octonian and Donald Wass. And this is back in 1974 when they did this famous lesson called Who's Got the Monkey? And through the years, I've asked people, have they read that? Many people have said no, that I, I was surprised didn't. And the moment we'd share some of the insight about it, they would say, good night. I should have heard that years ago. And so I don't even want to change the title. I want to give them credit. This is not the, the title and a couple of the thoughts are not original. But through the years, I've learned to add my own stuff from things I've read other places. And I'll give that with you along the line. The question is kind of this. Why is it that some leaders or owners of companies are running out of time? They just don't have enough time, while sometimes the people who are working around them are running out of work. And there's a big difference. And one of the biggest problems in business or in a church is that sometimes the leader never has enough time, and, uh, and the failure to manage the time they have is being zapped away unknowingly. And so... When I first read many years ago, I'm guessing it was 18 years ago or more, this title, Who's Got the Monkey, the little article, and it was only a couple of paragraphs, it really revolutionized the way I did things. And I still haven't really mastered it. I don't know that any of us will ever master it, but it will at least get you on the right track, okay? And uh, what that article did was it characterizes the problems that a manager faces, and they call the problems monkeys. Now, in the in the hour-to-hour, day-to-day schedule of anyone that's leading or an owner or a pastor or whatever, they're usually greeted by at least, you know, 10 to 12 uh, co-workers, sometimes subordinates or your employers, and they'll say, we've got a problem. Uh, we've got a problem over in marketing or we've got a problem in accounting, and then they go into what that problem is. And, and here's what I say, every problem needs to be viewed as a monkey. Because if you're not aware and you're not informed, it's going to be easy for you to let that monkey they brought to you become your monkey. Uh, most leaders are problem solvers. Most of you that are owners or, or leaders or business people, you're problem solvers. That's how you got where you were. You, you saw problems. You began to reach out and, and find ways to make them, uh, you know, find a solution. And so it's natural for you to look at a problem, and to think, okay, I'm, I'm going to help you with that. And it's very easy, and it's very subtle for the leader to allow all problems to become their own problems. For example, uh, leaders walking by, and they say, we've got a problem, and they tell what the problem is, and he says, that is a problem. And then he says, I'll tell you what, before you act on that, let me think about that, and I'll get back to you. We'll find the best way to solve it. Now, what happened at that moment? whether you saw it or not, is the monkey just jumped. That monkey just went from the person who had the job, had the responsibility, to the leader, to the owner. And, and now they walk away and they're like, that's good. I, you know, I don't have to act until I'm told what to do. And the leader now walks a few more feet further and another employee grabs them and, and they've got another monkey. And they say, let me tell you my issue. And the leader says, well, let me think about that. 
And then the leader does that two or three more times during the day. At the end of the day, the leader has collected several monkeys. And the employees are free to hang around over there at the, at the coffee area or the workshop area or out in the lobby. And, and they've just kind of got free time and five o'clock comes and they go get in their car and they're happy. And the leader has said, man, I, I can't even make it home tonight or I, I'm stressed to be able to go do the things I want to do today because I got all these monkeys I got to solve. And so the leader is trying to manage all those monkeys. And then it even gets worse on Monday morning. Suppose it happens on a Friday and a Monday, that leader shows up and the employee says, the first thing he says, you know, hey, John. And John says, uh, I'm waiting on you. Have, have you got me an answer that? He said, no, I'm, I'm working at it. I'm getting to it. And what's happening is, is the leader's stress level is going up and the employee is now on hold. And the question you want to have is this, who really works for who then? I mean, wh who is really the one working for who if the leader is the one doing all that? And, and the leader is now stressed wondering, why am I in need of more time and my employees have plenty of it. And so uh, once you learn this, once you learn how to handle this issue, uh, you're going to be different. You're going to be better. You're going to be wiser. You're going to be more productive. By the way, even as a parent, it's so easy to do the same thing. And so you're going to be able to see monkeys uh, that your coworkers let jump on you. And the monkeys that your spouse jump, you know, lets jump on you or your family or your parents or your relatives or your friends, or your children. And, and I want you to just be alert. And there are a lot of problems people have, are a lot of monkeys out there. And you know this, once you take on that monkey, now you gotta feed it, you gotta house it, you gotta nurture it, you gotta guard it. So once you get that problem, you get all that comes with that problem. So I want you to be alert to the monkeys people are bringing to you. Watch for those monkeys trying to jump to you. I have oftentimes noticed people that knew well how to dump a monkey. And I watched other people who didn't even know how easily they were open to it. And I would say, well, he just let that monkey jump. I'll do that sometimes in staff meetings. I, uh, I have one guy on our staff that I love. I mean, this guy is awesome. He's been with me a long time. He's probably one of the oldest men of the bunch. And he's a counselor. And he's the best I know of, of not taking on a monkey. I, that, I mean, he should be teaching this lesson. He is the greatest ever. If somebody tries to put a monkey on him, he will immediately say, if you'll notice it, he'll always say, well, that is a good idea. And he's sweet as can be. That's a good idea. You know, I like that. That's a good idea. And, and when are you going to solve that? Or how are you going to handle that? And he always just puts that monkey right back where that monkey came from. And I've noticed people don't go to him with a lot of monkeys because they always walk away with their monkey. And, and I used to just sit in a room and say, I want to see if they can ever land a monkey on him. So far, they can't. In fact, one time I watched in a staff meeting where somebody dumped a monkey on him, and he turned to an assistant. He said, would you take care of that? And I said, that was the most beautiful way of just dancing. He just slid that monkey from somebody else and off him. He don't have monkeys. I used to say, man, I'd love to have his stress level. And I realized a lot of it was he don't carry anybody's monkey but his own. Now, uh, and, and so the, here's the deal. Some people spend most of their time sorting through and solving other people's problems. They're managing monkeys. Now, if you start thinking about that today, how many problems do you have that are really yours? And how many do you have that are someone else's 
that maybe out of the goodness of your heart you've tried to help or you've tried to do for. And uh, some people, on the other hand, they are pros at putting their monkeys on everybody else. And you need to be aware of that. There are some people that are very good. So let me give you some clear ground rules on the monkey issue, okay? Number one, no one should bring a monkey to the leader without several solutions for how to solve that issue. Don't, you don't need to let them bring to you, what do I do? They need to say, here's the problem that I have, and here's some of the options I'm looking at or solutions. And that way it's easier if the leader has to be in on the decision making to kind of know you've already thought through some of the things and I think you kind of know what to do. And so it keeps that monkey back where it belongs. Number two, no one should bring a monkey to the leader without an appointment. Um, the monkey gets to, the manager ought to decide his schedule and have no time for monkey business. Uh, that is, if you catch him in the hallway, I, I used to have people I couldn't stand this. I'd be in a staff meeting with 15 to 20 staff and I'd give them a couple of hours of my time and then as soon as the meeting was over with, one or two would catch me in a hallway and they'd bring up an issue that should have been brought up in the room. And they would take it like, well, it's just you. Well, they don't realize if 20 people do that, then again, I'm back to collecting monkeys. And I would always say, that, that was your time. Well, Brother Bill, can I get an hour with you? And I, you just had an hour with me. You had all the time you wanted. I made myself available, cleared my calendar, prepared to be there. And now all of a sudden we leave the room and then all of a sudden you want to bring me one. We want to solve it. We want to, when we're in that meeting, I want everybody to put their monkeys out there and then let's put them where they belong. And we leave that room with nobody having anything on them but their own monkey. And so it's very important that you make sure that they don't bring you the monkey without an appointment. That, that way you're not always caught reacting. Number three, no one should leave the appointment without taking their monkey with them. You know, uh, there's a there's an idea sometimes that people just got the, the you know, idea that, you know, I'm going to walk in and dump that monkey and walk out. Uh, and the leader should always ask himself as they walk out of the meeting, now who has the monkey? Who's got it? Okay, we came in the room, we've got a monkey. Uh, when they leave, the question that you as the owner, the question that you as the leader, the question you as the manager, the question is you as the supervisor, has got to be, now who's got it? Do they have it or is it on me? And so here's some guidance along that line. Number one, be alert to monkeys. Um, we have a, we, you know, when somebody comes to me and they say, Brother Bill, we got a problem. My first thought is no, we don't have a problem. You have a problem. I didn't have a problem before we came together. I'm not going to have one when you leave. Now, if I can help steer you to helping solve your problem, I want to do that. But we don't have problems. I've got enough problems without somebody bringing me more problems that we can have when I didn't, I didn't ask for that. And so be alert to the monkeys. You're going to be amazed when you start seeing that. Some of you parents are killing yourself, taking care of responsibility for your kids, doing everything in the world for them instead of letting them solve some problems they can solve themselves. Some of you as a spouse, some of, some of you wives, your husband dumps on you or you husbands, you know, you, you let her dump everything on you. Uh, you're going to find you have relatives sometimes. You're going to say, you know, now that I realize it, they give me a whole lot of problems and then they go right on. And next time I see them again, I'm still caught having to solve their problems. So be alert to the monkeys around you. I, I pray you'll have the blinders off your eyes. You're going to be amazed. If you can start seeing problems as monkeys, you're going to start watching 
in your, in your meetings with people, interactions, that monkey just jumped. That monkey just jumped. My wife and I many times will laugh about it. She'll say, did you see that monkey jump? Yep, sure did. And, and I feel bad for the people that caught it because they don't even know they got it. And so, that, but they wonder, why is my stress level high? Number two, name your monkey. Uh, name the monkey. That is, define it. Ask yourself what that is. And, and ask yourself this question. And, and why is that my problem? You know, uh, name the monkey and say, okay, this is, you know, a time ma management problem. This is a people problem. This is something in their department. They're over here in accounting or they're out in sales. Uh, ask yourself now, wait a minute. Why is that my problem? And, and the third one leads right into that. Assign the monkey. Um, ask yourself the question, who gets paid to handle that monkey? Who gets paid to handle that responsibility? Isn't that what they're paid for? I mean, when you brought them on your team, you they got them in sales or accounting or marketing or, or customer service, you brought them on your team. Isn't that their job? If that's their job and why they get paid for it, why are you solving it? Why don't you just get rid of them and you get their check? I mean, if you're going to solve the monkey anyway, you ought to get paid for it because that's what you do. And so you want to, you want to put, make sure that you ask that. Years ago, the story was told that P.T. Barnum, who was the circus guy, uh, he would go out and inspect his competition. And one time he went and observed Clyde Beatty, uh, who was also in the same type business, the circus business. And there's a classic statement that somewhere something happened that they didn't do quite the same. And one of the managers there knew that P.T. Barnum was watching their performance. So he came over and started asking him, you know, do you know, griping really, this is the way we do our business and here's a problem we got over here. And, and he was kind of undermining his boss. And, and, and P.T. Barnum looked at him and said these words, hey, not my circus, not my monkeys. What he's saying is, that's your issue over here. I run my circus this way. That ain't my problem. And I love that fact. Not my circus, not my monkeys. You ought to say that sometime when people come to you about their issues that you don't have any vested interest in, you're not paid for, it's not your problem. Uh, you can say sometimes, hey, I say it a lot of times, people bring me drama about, I got this drama over here in my family, I got this drama, and I, look, not my circus, not my monkeys. You don't have time to get invested in all that. Number four, when the leader takes the monkey from the employee, two things happen. One is they prevent the employee from growing into a leader. They, they now have put a lid on the employee. The person they first brought on, they paid, paid hired, gave a responsibility to, has all this potential. But that person will never reach their full potential until they learn to work through some of the issues. You know how the leader got where they were? They had to learn to work through those things. They, everybody generally that's been anywhere a long time. Now, if they haven't been there a long time, they go from here to here to here to here. You know, that, that's a different issue. But, but if they've been there a long time and you've seen continuous success, here's how they got there. They grew into it. There's no other explanation except they grew into it. And so if you want your employees to also be high-level leaders, you got to let them grow into it also. So uh, you're crippling them when you take their monkey. You're, you're preventing them from growing. And then it does something else. It slows down the momentum of the company. 
The whole organization now is slowed down because the wrong person has the monkey. The, the leader has got it along with a dozen others, so they slow down their pace, and then that employee is slower because he hasn't got his problem solved yet, and the people around him are affected because they haven't had it yet, and everybody's waiting on the leader to solve it. And that kind of, uh, that kind of turn in the company will take a company that is thriving and with momentum and is just winning ground, and it will take it and bring it to a slow stall. And you'll wonder, what's going on? The problem was, is the monkeys got loose, okay? Some parents think they're doing their kids favors by doing their homework for them. You're not helping them when you do their homework for them. You're crippling them. That's their monkey. You start doing that in the first grade, when are you going to quit? The third, the sixth, college? When do you quit doing their homework? Um, you know, just, just do, same way with the employees. Doing their work isn't helping them, it's hurting them. Num number five, expect employees to make wise decisions. Just expect them to make wise decisions and, and to take initiative. You know, you've got you've to ask them, listen, I want you to, to make the best decision you can. Think it through, play out always worst case scenario, what will happen if you don't, and then go ahead and take the risk, make the decision, take the initiative. Don't always wait for somebody to tell you what to do, do it. And that, that's how the company grows. See, leaders will learn, should learn, to transfer problem solving to others. If you can transfer problem solving to other people, what takes place is those other people grow. It's taken years, but I promise you, I, I say this now, uh, we have the best staff that we have ever had. And we will always have the same people as the best staff as long as they're always growing. And when they quit growing, then they need to find another place. But as long as they're growing, then we're all growing together and we'll reach the place. But I've never had a better staff that gels together, that works together, that supports one another, and they know pretty much their role of where they are, and it's been very helpful. And what I love about them is that, by and large, there are a lot of problems that I never hear about until after it's been solved. And I'll walk through a place and somebody will stop me, hey, did you know, and they'll name one of our employees, and we get it from every area. I mean, from the media, to the custodian, to the, to the, to the band, to the staff in the office, to everybody. We, I get this all the time. Here was a problem we had, but so-and-so solved it. And there's nothing I love more than be able to say, I'm telling you what, they are awesome, aren't they? Aren't they good? I want to brag on them, and I love the fact that I can because they're solving problems. If I had to solve all those problems, this church would be running 100 people at best. And the fact is, is they're solving problems. That's what makes them the leader. And they're taking their monkeys, and they're working with them, and they're even giving the monkeys back to the people under them and that keeps them growing as well. In fact, there are four types of employees that tell us about. Here they, here they are. Number one, they wait until being told what to do. You know, they, they don't act, maybe out of fear, but they don't act, and, and so they have to wait to be told what to do. And if they do that, it's slowing down everybody, and nothing really gets done. The second is they always ask what to do. What should I do? And they, they won't act until, until they're given that. So they, they're asking, acting. The, the third is, is that um, uh, they act and advise. That is, this is the type that just says, I'm going to go ahead and solve this issue. I'm going to resolve this. And I may give it, you know, get advice and 
say, here's what I'm doing, here's a problem, but here's how I'm solving it. And so they're acting on it. And then sometimes they just act and inform. They, they went ahead and acted and, uh, and, they, and they did it. And then they, uh, they take full responsibility for the outcome. They say, I just want you to know I did so and so. And they're also confident enough that if it backfires or doesn't work well, they'll say, I own it. It was mine. I did it. And, and, and every employee, by the way, is going to make mistakes. And every one of them is going to, to, to fail at some things. We all do, okay? The higher you go, the, the more obvious the, the faults become. Hey, that's okay. Don't get tied to that. Don't let your self-esteem get tied to that. The, and the secret is those are the ways that employees can grow, those four ways. Now, the first two are the lowest levels. If they wait till being told what to do or they ask what to do, that's the lowest level. Uh, the, I had a, years ago, I, I'd had three or four secretaries. I went through secretaries when I first came here, just one after another. I, when I came at Cascade, I said, I, I don't really need a lot of staff at the time, but I did need a good secretary. And I went through about three of them right off the bat that I knew wasn't going to work. One was probably six weeks, one may have been three months, but it just, they couldn't keep up with my pace. They couldn't, they, they just couldn't do it. I loved them, good people, but they just couldn't run at my pace. And I hired a lady. I'll never forget when I hired her. Her name was Nelda. And I hired Nelda to come and, and she, her background had been, she had, the, she had been the uh, personal assistant to the president at Auburn University. And so she had some qualifications. I'll never forget the first day I walked in, all my mail was open and there was like two stacks. And she, I didn't ask her to do it. She'd already opened them all up. And then she said, these you'll need to issue, you know, you'll need to respond to. These I've already responded to. If you'll sign right here. And I thought, wow, I never had this before. She was already taking initiative. And then I had back in those days what we called a day runner, which had all the things you're supposed to do. She would say, give me your day runner. I would hand her my day runner. She would open it up. And she would start taking things off. If I had 30 items on there, she would just mark through, and she was riding over there. She'd give me back my day runner. I've got five items left. And I'm saying, where in the world did you come from? She was taking them off without me asking her to do it. I, I tell you what, the day that she had to leave, her husband was moving, and they were leaving, oh, that was a sad day for me. I said, I looked a lot better and got a lot more done because of somebody who was one of those type four uh, employees, three or four employees. That, that's the way you do it. So from this moment on, I'm going to ask you to do something. Start asking the question, who's got the monkey? When it's a problem, start asking. And when problems are brought to you that are not your problem, watch for those monkeys to jump or try to jump. Don't let them land. Uh, when, when you see it, don't do it. Even with your children, even now, now that they're grown, they'll still try to ask you about my own kids will every now and then try to slip one on me and they're, they're grown kids. They got kids of their own. And, and my wife and I have got the most beautiful statement we figured out early on. We said, from now on, we say to them, and we've done this for years, when they tell us about a monkey or a problem they've got, we always say, well, you'll figure it out. And, and the reason is they will. And, and if they figure it out, I don't have to try to work. Because if I spend all my time trying to figure it out and I give it to them, they don't like the answer, I wasted my time. And they're going, in the end, here's a lesson you will carry the rest of your life. People will do exactly what they want to do and find a reason or excuse for it. People do exactly what they want to do, and they're going to find the reason or an excuse for it. So um, I, it's not my job to get up under that. 
So uh, we always say, you'll figure it out. And they do. They always do. Ask the question, who's got the money? I hope we can set you free with that. Thank you for tuning into this month's BP Leadership Lesson. Each month, we share these lessons at a live luncheon to anyone in the Columbus, Georgia area. If you'd like more information on dates and times of our upcoming luncheons, you can visit bpleadership.com.